Welcome to season three. First of all, I got to thank each and every one of you guys for making uh, Arizona Real Estate Showcase one of the top podcasts in Arizona, which I find absolutely amazing. And uh, I absolutely love it. And we are back even after this stupid coronavirus. Uh, still shut down pretty much. Things are opening up, but our governor, Doug Ducey, uh, you know, um, has uh, decided to sign a uh, deal that, that keeps everyone wearing a mask through June of 2021. Now, not a lot of people know that, but working uh, on some of these political campaigns this year, I've got some inside knowledge, which is just fantastic. We've had a good time. Speaking of that, um, election season and what a season it is. Despite the presidential election, whichever way you roll on that, the elections have just been downright mean all the way down to the local levels. So we've been working on uh, local and um, statewide elections and I've been fortunate enough to meet some really, really great people. All right. First of all, I'm your host, Jason Grandin with the Grandin Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team right here in Arizona, full-time agents for your full-time life. Okay, the past two seasons, uh, and we're going to continue this. We're going to keep it going. So I know we've been off for a little while, and that I apologize for. It has just been nuts having kids at home. Uh, real estate in Arizona is unbelievable. There's been absolutely nothing like it anywhere. Um, the, the prices are just, it, it's, it's ridiculous. You can't, in fact, it's so busy that we list the home, and before we even get a chance to put signs up or any marketing, the houses are generally gone. It's crazy. Love it. We got a lot of people moving in here from all over the country and uh, loving Arizona. We did have a uh, very hot summer this year. We had over 158 days of 150 days of over 100 degree plus weather, and most of those were 108 plus. So it was a pretty brutal summer this year for whatever reason. But then again, nothing has been uh, normal because um, just of the way things are going. So anyways, back to the election bit. So I had a chance to, uh, you know, get on with some of these local and uh, statewide campaigns, have met some great people. Growing up in Scottsdale, as many of you have heard in the past seasons, um, you know, Scottsdale is one of the fastest growing cities as well. And, we, and now we live in Cave Creek, and that's a fast growing city. So this year we got involved with, uh, you know, people like Michelle Eugenia Rita, who's awesome. She's just fantastic for her district. She handles Fountain Hills, and uh, Rio Verde and Scottsdale. And then we've got state reps as far as like Joseph Chaplick, another just a great, great guy. Uh, we've done our um, interviews with Steve Watson, who is the state superintendent of schools. And so our internet TV show has been doing great. And uh, for those of you who have not seen it, we have it on YouTube. Many people get it via email. Uh, but it, it, we're going to start pushing. It's called The Lockbox. And we interview mayors, uh, people running for office, business owners. And it, the show's been great. And we're going to start uh, in the middle of November starting on AZTV7. So you'll see us on there. So uh, this this episode, we kind of want to get into some um, things. When, when you're thinking about Arizona, some different things that help out with the prices of the houses and stuff. And um, today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how social media has it hurt or has it benefited real estate. Okay, so not too long ago, let's just go back about 15, maybe 20 years, when uh, you went to look for a house or you went to sell a house, realtors actually had to work. 
So, uh, you know, Mr. Seller decides, hey, Jason, I want to sell my house uh, using the Grandin Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister team, of course. They'd come to you and they'd say, Mr. Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Seller, how, what would you like to do? Well, I'd like to sell my house and uh, want to, you know, what are you going to do for me? So in the old days, you know, you'd take the listing, you'd have to have a budget so you could buy ads in maybe the uh, local newspaper. And then, of course, you know, you had to reach out to other realtors and, and it was more networking face-to-face to get your house done. And then, of course, signs actually help sell properties because a lot of people just drive around. Today, we are inundated with social media. And is it good and bad? And I've got to tell you, I, it's actually good for some things. It's horrible on others. So we list the house now. Obviously, one of our uh, portals to market a home is through social media. And you can reach a worldwide audience if it's done right. So from that aspect, it's good. But then you've got other social media networks, kind of like uh, Nextdoor. Nextdoor was set up specifically for communities. So if you lived in a specific community, you could sign up, say, I live in this uh, ABC subdivision. And then generally, just those people and the immediate area would be able to reach out to you. And it was supposed to be a neighborly deal. You know, hey, uh, I got a great landscaper here. I got a great maid or there's a, a leak in someone's house. It was kind of a communication tool set up. Now it has turned into a total conniving, rip on your neighbor, rude keyboard warrior fest. It's absolutely horrible. Uh, you get people that sit behind their keyboards and are just plain mean. They've got to comment on everything. Uh, they're never wrong. And uh, it's absolutely pathetic. So that kind of stuff is what hurts the sites. And it also kind of hurts the real estate market, especially when you find out your neighbor is one of these tools that just sits there and complains about everything and thinks he knows everything. Or worse yet, move from another place where, let's say, it was primarily they had one political belief and they bring it over with them. And then, of course, if the other neighbors around them have the opposite political belief, it just makes for a bad thing. So... As a realtor, we have rules in place. You can't block bust. You can't redline, meaning I can't say, okay, um, you know, you're uh, this type of person and you're doing this, this, and this. We're going to put you over in this part of the valley. 100% illegal. Agents, uh, honestly, I can't say they do it because uh, they they don't. I mean, the Arizona real estate uh, agents are actually really good. Now, you always get a few that are just horrible as far as uh, the way they promote themselves and stuff. But overall... I don't see it happening, and I know the media tries to say it does. But the fact of the matter is, every area does offer a different personality. And we've discussed this in past episodes. When you come to town and you're like, okay, hey, I'm, a, uh, I'm an avid mountain biker. I like to get out three or four times a week from my house and hit the trails. Okay, in that case, Cave Creek, North Scottsdale, North Phoenix might be a better fit for you than let's just say, um, you know, I don't know, Goodyear. Or something to that effect. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you want to get out and just jump on your bike and go, there's areas that are, are for that. So what the social media has done has kind of affected it where um, it's kind of, without being a realtor, they're kind of pushing people into certain areas. So now Joe Blow can go on social media and go up on that horrible next door site or some of these other social media things. And then they can start saying, oh, well we got a lot of like-minded neighbors right here. And so is that good or is that bad? It's then does it change the neighborhood? So that's the kind of questions for you. And it's kind of stuff that, uh, 
you kind of want to think about before buying a house. So if you're moving to Arizona, you call up my sister, my sister Stacy or myself or anybody on our team, and you're like, listen, I want to move to Phoenix, Arizona, and I want to have uh, five horses, and, but I want to be close to the city. Well, now there's zoning rules and stuff like that. So perhaps Cave Creek, perhaps North Scottsdale, but you're going to need something more than maybe an acre too. Some places out here, if you have an acre of property, you can only have one horse, maybe two at the most. So those are little things you want to watch out for. Then you've got the subdivisions building in. There used to be a spot over off of Greenway and 56 Sunburst Farms. Absolutely incredible community. Absolutely love it. Remember growing up over there, they've got a little horse arena surrounded by all houses. And there's some acre lot properties there. And some people still have horses over there. And it just we used to ride our horses over there and the mopeds and all that fun stuff. But now the houses are surrounding it and you only have a couple of horses. The park's there where you can ride, but it's just not like it was 20 years ago. So might not be the best area. The houses are beautiful. The community's fantastic and it's right in the center of town. But it might not be the best fit for you unless you want to hook up and haul out all the time. Uh, one of the most popular things lately we've been getting, and this is great because we've got some great lakes out here. So uh, people have boats. And now from what I hear, I don't own a boat, but from what I hear, the two best days of someone who owns a boat is the day they buy it and the day they sell it. But you would never guess that out here. Even today, with it cooling off, we're finally on our second or third day below 100. The lakes are packed. Uh, but generally, beginning Memorial Day weekend all the way through um, Labor Day weekend, the, the lakes are packed with boats. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of boats, water skiers, jet skiers, uh, people just hanging out. It's just a great place to go. So now a lot of people are calling and they want to be able to park their boats. So that brings us into, do I want an HOA community? Because many, or I should even say most of the HOA communities will not allow you to park your boat, which is going to pose a problem. So that means you've got to find another place that will store it. So uh, th these days we've been getting a lot of calls with people that want the acre property, uh, the bigger properties, even if they're in sometimes in a subdivision because you can get away with uh, extra things. But uh, so that's one thing that you want to kind of keep an eye out for. So if you're a younger family, let's say, and you're and you're you've got some, let's say, a six and seven year old kid, and your weekends are spent at the lake, you know, it's probably going to behoove you to take a look at properties that aren't necessarily in an HOA, but uh, or in a spot where you can park that boat, unless you don't mind having the extra expense of parking it. Which brings me to another thing. One of the absolute most important things when you guys are looking for a house, and this goes for all ages, whether you have kids or not, uh, whether you're empty nesters, whatever the situation is, is schools. One thing I've learned this year on the schools, and, it, and I'm up here in Cave Creek, it has been one of the most nasty elections I've ever seen. Um, so our internet TV show, The Lockbox, invited all six candidates for Cave Creek uh, to come on the show and interview. Three of them declined. Well, two of them never, let's see, one never called. Uh, another one didn't want to do it, camera shy or whatever. And another guy wanted to go on, but then he thought uh, that we're just trying to promote three of the agents or three of the uh, teachers and, um, or I'm sorry, three of the candidates. And so then he didn't want to go on because he was a little bent out of shape about it. But the fact of the matter is, is that we uh, very fairly, we took three of the candidates, all really great people, and we didn't even discuss their position. On, on school stuff. We just wanted you to get to know them. And that's kind of one of the things you have to do. 
people might have different agendas and different values, but the fact of the matter is if you get to know somebody as a person, then you can kind of say, you know what, I could live next to that person, and it turns out great. So anyways, back to the school things. Schools, and, and this is one thing to keep in mind when you're buying, have a direct, and I mean a direct value on your home prices. Same with community. has a uh, direct impact on the value of your community. So you'll go in uh, Maricopa County. Let's just stick in Maricopa County. And there's some districts that are just, I mean, overall, that just don't have good schools. And you'll notice the home values over there are um, not good. And this is because the superintendent probably is horrible, school board, horrible. And then they're not doing anything to do an outreach into their community. You come up here to North Scottsdale, Phoenix, Deer Valley, Cave Creek, you tend to have a um, different type of school board and stuff. Um, but again, they have direct value. So there's little pockets over here where if you go across the street into school A, your house might only be worth 385. And this is an example because I just did this. Just sold a house 355 in a very prominent area, in a, in a very, very good high school district. You go directly across the, uh, the road. The house is the same, same type of house. This was a four-bedroom, two-bath, 350 is what we sold it for. I'm sorry, three, 350. You go directly across the street, same house, same size. Sells for seven, eight, maybe even 900,000. Again, it depends on the superintendents. It depends on your school board. And they have a direct effect on the value. Perhaps they take care of one area better than the other. But either way, supposed to be nonpartisan positions. I don't believe anything is nonpartisan these days. So it's just one thing. Anywhere in the country, uh, make sure you look at your school boards. Uh, make sure you vote. Make sure you vet the candidates. And the same thing with your county supervisor, your county assessor, attorney, recorder, sheriff, treasurer, and, of course, your city council and mayor. Uh, hey, now this was another thing. So last week we interviewed the uh, mayor of Prescott, and then we were interviewing the uh, potential mayor of Scottsdale coming up. And one of the things that I thought was really weird is those are part-time jobs. So the mayor of Prescott, Greg, who uh, we call Mayor Greg, uh, fantastic guy, absolutely fantastic guy, running an incredible town that is probably one of the fastest growing in the States, Prescott, Arizona, or Prescott, as they say. And uh, that job is part-time. And the Phoenix mayor, again, that's a part-time job too, technically. So yes, they're working full-time and stuff like that. But uh, technically, it's, a, it's not a full-time position, which I found really weird. And also, it, uh, the mayors are not as powerful as you would think because your uh, town manager, your city manager, and city council have a lot of power as well. So during this whole COVID deal, uh, for example, Scottsdale City Council... Most of them have decided to take a hiatus or they take the high road and they don't even communicate with the people. So these are kind of things that are going to be coming up here in the very, very near future as people are getting more actively involved. Elected officials, I'm telling you this for those of you that are listening, if you're an elected official and you decide you're not working for the people after you get elected, you've got another thing coming. People are coming after you and um, in your position. We're not going to stand for this. We've got an incredible housing market in Arizona. The, uh, the numbers are rising. People are really happy with the houses, the way uh, the values are going up, the way the community is coming together. And the last thing we need are elected officials not doing their jobs. Hey, and again, when I say elected officials, that's school superintendents. 
That's um, your school boards. That's your county advisors, Senate rep, the whole nine yards. If you run for an office and you get elected, you better do your job for everybody. Doesn't mean you have to do exactly what I say, for example, but you better take a look at all the positions and not be a yes man, which has uh, been another issue up here in uh, different areas of the uh, community. And you can see it, that stuff online, talking about how social media has hurt or benefited real estate. You can go on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and you can see the fights that are going on and the different propositions. And it's uh, this cancel culture stuff has just been absolutely horrible. But again, we try not to get too much into the politics of it, but I do want to make you aware of what's going on. So where are we going for the rest of 2020? Well, it's going to be kind of a cluster probably for the rest of the year. Restaurants are at uh, 25 to 50%. Service, uh, some of them are absolutely horrible, but some of the places have done a great job surviving and, and getting through it. The local mom and pop places, I want to send out a, a, a extra congratulations to you guys. You've been hanging in there. We love you. It's, it's great that you're doing this. Um, okay, so what we see as the Grandin Group, the remainder of the year, we think it's going to be strong. Uh, we do have an election coming up in three weeks. We think we know how it's going to go. but um, And if it does, we are going to have a very strong market, for I believe, for another 18 months. I'm not a big fan of following some of the polls because they tend to bring in people's biases. The um, it, it is at a point right now in Arizona, anywhere in Arizona, specifically Maricopa County and Flagstaff, that the rental prices have actually outweighed anybody being able to rent. So what I mean by that is if you're looking for a place for, let's just say, 1000 bucks a month, you're going to be very hard-pressed to find that place. And the way the job market is is that most people are going to need to have roommates at that price point. And most of the rentals, especially up here in Scottsdale, Phoenix, um, Chandler, Paradise Valley, you're minimum 2000 before you even start looking at anything, and it goes up from there. So now you have to ask yourself, am I better off buying a house? And that answer, it's a two-part answer. So if you're just moving here and you're unfamiliar with Arizona, you know what? I, I, I personally, yes, I want to sell you a house. My sister wants to sell you a house. But I also want you to get familiar with the area. So maybe you do a short-term rental for a little bit. We find you something. So then we can take you out and we can introduce you to Chandler. We can introduce you to Phoenix, Cave Creek, Scottsdale, Paradise Valley. And you can kind of get a feel as to where you think you fit in. Now, we do have people that call and they're, nope, I just want to buy a house. I want to get in there and get settled. Great. So then we've got a list of questions that other realtors do not ask. I will never, ever ask you when you call me, when you say, oh, Jason, hey, we're moving to Arizona, or I want to buy a house, my first question will never be, oh, uh, okay, what do you want? Because it doesn't matter. What I want to know is, I want to know about you. I want to know about your family. I want to know what you like to do. Then we can start talking about, well, do we single level, double level, steps, pool, jacuzzi, wakeboard rider, wh whatever it is. And I mentioned wakeboard rider because uh, one of our clients and friends builds extreme wakeboards in your backyard and it is killer so for those of you that want to spend you know north of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars on your pool for a wake rider i've got a great hookup for you so anyways um yeah so it's cheaper now to i mean it's cheaper to purchase than it is to rent interest rates are fantastic and the other thing is you go to rent a house let's say you rent a house for two grand first month's rent two thousand security deposit two thousand Perhaps last month's rent 2000 
and your uh, pet and cleaning deposit. So you're essentially, uh, let's just say 6000 to 8000 in the hole before you move in. That's a down payment. And there are programs out here with some of the great lenders we have that can get you hooked up. So maybe even for a few thousand dollars more, uh, you can you know get a better loan, better rate. And trust me when I tell you, while credit is important, credit doesn't really matter. There are programs for everybody out there, depending on the price points. And um, you know it's one of those things to explore. So don't just automatically assume, oh, I can't buy a house because I got bad credit because I got a medical collection or I didn't make a car payment or this or that. Trust me when I tell you, I've seen some really low scores get done with um, get a house. So anyways, so this season on Arizona Real Estate Showcase, we are going to start, uh, as soon as I get my office cleaned up, quite honestly, it'll start being live. So you'll be able to listen to the podcast or watch it live. We'll also air it uh, as part of the lockbox. Um, we're gonna, we've got some great guest speakers. I've got some wealth managers coming in. I've got a few mortgage people that are fun. Insurance. And I'm even going to uh, show uh, replay some of the stuff we've sh- uh, talked to with the mayors and the different politicians and some really influential people of Arizona. So it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a great, great season. We're going to keep it going. We're going to go all the way through the holidays. Um, each week we'll have a new episode. As we get closer to Thanksgiving, we will uh, double up so we won't miss Thanksgiving. We'll double up at Christmas so you won't miss Christmas and uh, New Year's. And uh, we're just going to keep this thing going and riding. Listen, for those of you, we, we had a really great year. And um, off the podcast, we've got uh, a few thousand right now that are active listeners. And I want to thank you guys. Bottom of my heart, I never thought in a million years we'd have this kind of listenership. But four homes this year have been a direct sale from this podcast. So for those four that bought, I want to thank you. Welcome to Arizona. I know two of you are from out of uh, state. And uh, two of you are up north here, and I hope you're loving it. And um, let's check out some restaurants and call us up. If you guys have any questions, my information is below. Feel free to call us. You can go to the site, thegrandingroup.com. Also, uh, just hit reply on stuff like this, and uh, we'll get you taken care of. This is your show, Arizona Real Estate Showcase. You guys run the show. You let me know what you want to talk about. Okay, so wrap up for today. Social media. You tell me, is it good or bad? It, it's it's a double-edged sword. We need it, but it's uh, kind of a pain. So anyways, let's try to be nice and um, get some great things going. All right, you guys have a great time. Thanks again for joining me, Jason Grandin, your host of the Grandin Group, Arizona Real Estate Showcase, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team. You guys have a good one. Never surrender. We'll talk to you guys soon.